This episode of the Cinema Vention Podcast is brought to you by Rotting Wonk, RozJ001, Jack Wolf, and Wearmall 3. If you want to become one of the names listed, go support the show today at patreon.com slash wscottis1. Hi, I'm W. Scott is one, and I have not seen the movie The Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh-oh, we found another movie Willie hasn't seen. This calls for an intervention. A Cinemavention. Don't get cute. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Cinemavention Podcast, where we review and discuss classic movies that I should have seen long ago. Today, we'll be discussing the movie The Nightmare Before Christmas, which my guests have seen before. Today, we are joined once again by Steph, a.k.a. Sassy N. Uh, Steph, it feels like we just podcasted together. <laughs> I know. It's like I saw you last week, and we did this, and you liked me so much you wanted me again. Of course. Yeah. I like. <laughs> that's absolutely the case. Um, I mean, I yeah, I'll, I'll take you any day of the week, so... Um, and of course, and, and we have uh, joining us for the very first time here on Cinemavention. We are joined by Kim, aka Wonder Mom. Kim, it's so great to finally get to meet you. Thanks. <laughs> I'm excited. This is like, I don't do video, so be privileged. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> well, I'm honored. I, Thank I, you. <laughs> of, of all the things to go over, when Steph told me you guys were going to be doing a nightmare, I was like, where are we going? When, yeah when's it happening my place what are we doing <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah and we, we've got a lot to say about this movie and uh yeah it was a, it was a fun little movie we'll we'll get into it uh in just a moment here <laughs> but as as i always like to do with every episode um i want to go over the stats of this movie real quick before we get started so the nightmare before christmas is available wherever you find your movies online rent or purchasing uh, you can also available to, you can also stream it rather on Disney Plus as well. I mean, of course, right? Uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas was released by Touchstone Pictures on October 29th, 1993. Uh, little known fact about this is that um, Disney actually released um, under released it under this brand because uh, they thought this movie was going to be too scary for kids. That's why they released it under t- the Touchstone Pictures name initially. Oh, Disney. <laughs> oh, yeah <laughs> movie was directed by henry Sillick and stars the voices of danny elfman chris sarandon catherine o'hara william hickey and glenn shad shaddix movie had a budget of 24 million and made 91.5 million dollars in the theaters pretty respectable uh do you remember when you first saw this movie uh we'll go with uh kim first and then steph Oh god. Like I was small. <laughs> I would say maybe I can't give you the exact year, but I was definitely I was still in California. So Oh that was way back. Yeah. Then. So oh, like, when it first came out. Yeah, pretty much. And I was obsessed from the get go. My mom or at least my mom said so. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. But um yeah, I think I want to say seven years old, maybe. Wow. Guestimating. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Mine. I, I first saw it when it first came out on VHS because my parents bought it (laughs) and I watched it. And then I went to school the next day and I begged my third grade teacher to let me bring it 
for our Christmas party that we were having. And oh. she confused it and thought it was Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, oh. So she was like, no, you're not going to bring that. That is not an appropriate movie for yeah. children. To be fair, if you're me- messing it up mean, for that movie, I, I agree. Yeah, I can't blame. Yeah. I can't blame them. Yeah. <laughs> so I got so offended and butt hurt that I couldn't watch it for my third grade Christmas party. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, yeah. Those teachers always gotta come in and uh, ruin the fun, you know. <laughs> they, they just gotta ruin the fun, and they don't listen to their kids, obviously, because I said Nightmare Before Christmas. Hmm. Well, it was still new. Yeah. So, I mean, when the first thing you hear Nightmare, it's always Elm Street directly afterwards. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, because Nightmare on Elm Street came out around the same time that Nightmare Before Christmas came out. I think pretty with, within a year. It may be fresh. Yeah. But that mm. makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and yeah, and it, well, and also not even like Elm Street. It's just like nightmare. Anything you're just like, uh, what's this about? <laughs> like, I feel, I feel like the nightmare connotation probably didn't do it any justice either. But, but uh, it's interesting that you uh, mentioned that you were going to bring it to a Christmas party because I have a question that I want to um, that I want to propose right off the top here with this um, movie. And I don't mean to go full on diehard on everybody here and talk about whether uh, that movie is a Christmas movie. And because there's a lot of debate about that. Uh, spoiler alert for anyone that's wondering, I think Die Hard is, is a Christmas movie. But but I digress. That's a whole yeah. other topic. OK, we're all on the same page. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. All right. But Kim, uh, Kim was about to lose her shit. She's like, mm. <laughs> this is about to go real south very quick. Uh-huh. Yeah, answers. yeah. But yeah, yeah. But anyway, but anyway, that's a that's a topic for another day. But uh, but I do want to ask this question about this movie, though. Um, Is this movie a Halloween movie or is it a Christmas movie? Do you do you think? Christmas. If you want to go technical, depends on how you feel about it. It's Mm -hmm. Christmas taken over by Halloween. So it's definitely a 50 50 in my book. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because yeah, it, it's a weird question. I because I find myself going back and forth on this question a lot. Because after watching this movie, um, I I kind of describe it in sort of a similar way too. I describe it as the, it's a story about the town of Halloween celebrating Christmas, basically like and how it, and how they would celebrate it in their right. own perverted Halloween way. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? Christmas bleeds into everything else. It's yeah. time for Halloween to do the same. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know, but 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 you hear a lot of people referencing this as a Halloween movie too. And so like I cuz here's the thing, I don't think they're I don't think they're technically wrong either, you know? Like it's not one of those things no. where it's like it it can be one or the other kind of, you know? I I I disagree with Kim saying it's 50-50. Okay. Because I think it's more like 25 Halloween, 75 Christmas, if we're going to put a percentage Mm. on it. Because Halloween happened. Mm -hmm. And then Jack goes crazy and takes over Christmas. We're we're debating early. Oh, we have at it. All right. (laughs) Let let me break it down for you. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, I I can see where you're coming from. Yeah, they have technical Halloween Mm -hmm. in the very beginning. And even then, it's not much because it's Halloween's done. What are we going to do for next year? Correct. Mm-hmm. Jack gets all depressive, finds Christmas, likes all the lights, does his thing. And then 
every Christmas gift to include everything that they're doing is Halloween themed. So it's right. pretty much skeletons, ghouls, goblins, deadly wreaths, Dead and everything things. else. Even yeah. though it may look like like Christmas, it's Halloween things dressed up like Christmas. I right. mean, would it, be, would it be fair to just nix the holidays and say it's a great fall movie? I'll give you that. Okay. Yeah, no, that's I like that. That's a good little compromise. I, mean, I like that. I'm, I year round that movie, but I'll give you that one. Oh no, we yeah no <laughs> truth. It's it's definitely like a movie that I'll sit whatever day and be like, you know what, I need to watch this or I need to listen to the mm-hmm. soundtrack. Like it just yep. Yeah, exists. yeah. Well, and 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 about that point too. It's like it, like the story is more so like you said. It's about Christmas and the fact that Santa Claus has gone missing more so than it is about Indeed. Halloween. But yeah, like you said, the Halloween topic is very much touched on, and um. I, um, it, well, and it's, you know, it, you mentioned like the gifts disguised as Halloween. And it's like one of them is a severed head as a boy's Christmas present. Like, come <laughs> on, Jack, come on. That's, that's kind of messed up, man. You know, <laughs> it's like, you're Jack gonna give, is messed up. it's like, you're going to give this kid <laughs> nightmares for the next 20 years, you know? <laughs> I mean, we gave you one of those on a liquor bottle. That's like, a yes, year round decoration. <laughs> Yeah, they did. Her her and her her significant other, they they got us a, a deadhead bottle of rum that it looks like a shrunken head. Oh wow. It looks cool. It's awesome. Wait, yeah, what yeah, what it what 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 kind of alcohol was it? Rum. It's a rum. Mm. It tastes like it's a very rough rum. Mm. <laughs> Thank God the bottle looked cool. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not yeah, I'm, I'm not really a rum guy. So yeah, but I mean, I'll I I do I do like that bottle aesthetic though. At least I like that yes. idea. Anyway, they they got us all our decorative bottles. I think maybe mm. I think you did maybe yeah yeah yeah. But uh, but yeah, so so Jack, like you said, kind of fulfills the role of Santa Claus or Sandy Claus as he calls it Sandy because Claus, yeah. he has like so many different names for um. <laughs> For all of the things it's like he oh like he mishears all of them it's like he the rain rain doors instead of reindeer and well the whole the whole point of jack taking over christmas was the fact that he only saw it like from a distance one time mm-hmm. and that's where he gathers everything so he hears these names through his own halloween uh filter and thinks oh yeah sandy claus of course has to have claws like Right, like, like actually, yeah. yeah, and so it makes total sense that like he doesn't know what a stocking is called. Mm-hmm. Like he just sees and doesn't understand like sugar yeah. plum fairy dreams in the little elves' heads, did, and that he wakes did, one of them up and like didn't he just call it like a giant sock or something, <laughs> like the stocking? <laughs> <Yes>. Yeah, <laughs> Take the, here's an oversized sock. You place it like this on the door, <laughs> like. Mm-hmm. May, it may, it's, it, it's, it's an interesting concept. Yeah, it kind of makes you realize it's like kind of the Christmas traditions we have are kind of a little weird, you know, like oh, put yeah. it in that context, you know, like like it really puts it into perspective a little bit, you know? <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. It's an outsider's view for sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> I I got to say that I love the that <laughs> I love that scene. That was so hilarious. It's like. The, they're trying to take down this imposter Santa Claus, and these machine guns just oh, come out of yeah. nowhere. I have to imagine. <laughs> yeah, I have to imagine that those came from NORAD, just because you know NORAD ha- is always in charge of tracking Santa every year. So I have and to imagine could- that that was a NORAD thing, you know. 
You know, I I never actually thought about that. I just thought it made sense that you know, because America just loves Christmas so much that they're the ones with all the guns. Yeah, they true. Gotta, they gotta shoot it down. I don't even know if he was in Texas, but all I ever saw was Texas. <laughs> that scene, I'm like, that's gotta be Texas. <laughs> uh, it might be. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> is Norad in Texas? Where's Norad? Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> You're the military person. Don't ask me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh but yeah, it well it was one of those moments like that that nor that scene was very much one of those like everything is fine and then all of a sudden the machine guns came out and it's like wow, that escalated real fast. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean everyone has to have their holidays and it's weird when something that's supposed to bring you so much joy brings you nothing but terror. Mhm. I personally just wanted to know what he was going to do if he round up in like Easter. Mm, yeah. Like I didn't understand why there were not sequels for every other holiday. Mm-hmm. I'd have been down for it. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. It would have been awesome. Yes. I'm just saying that's that's a lot to go off of and so much fun. Now they did officially say they're not going to have a sequel, a true filmed sequel. Mm. They only put out the book. I haven't read it yet. Have you? No, I haven't. Yeah. I, I don't want to because of the name of the book. It's like the pump, uh, the queen, queen of screams or pumpkin queen or something. Yeah, it really wasn't about Jack, and it's we'll more get about to that Sally. later. Oh wow! And, yes, we'll return <laughs> to Sally. We'll get to that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> and, and so the, so the, here's the other thing that kind of it's like it's one of those Disney things. I feel like where it's like they shoot down, uh, they eventually do shoot down Jack and his you know quote unquote reindeer, and how he manages to, to survive a fall that high is beyond me. And I love how the way to teleport back into Halloween Town is, of course, through another graveyard. Because, of course, it is. Right? Like, that's his <laughs> I mean, home course, turf, like, almost. Every, every, every holiday has to have their own entrance into the real world. And it only makes sense that Halloween would be in a graveyard. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, well, and uh, yeah, the holiday worlds of old, of course, is like, you know, it's like, it's the thing where all the holiday towns are. It's like, you know, Christmas, Easter, Halloween. It. it, it it, the way I sort of describe it, it feels like it's just they're celebrating that holiday 24-7, I'd like to think. Like, that's all they think about. Like, and like you mentioned how um, the mayor of the Halloween town is already thinking about next year's celebrations the very next day after it's all said and done. Um, so everyone's got their <laughs> holiday. Right. It's, it's, that's all they do. They have nothing else to think of except for their specific holiday. That holiday. I mm-hmm. mean, if the world would let me, Halloween, Halloween, all the time, all the time. <laughs> hmm. I mean, hey, I, I like it, the other holidays, but that is my favorite. <laughs> yeah, you. It, it, it could be worse. It could be Christmas year round. <laughs> it seems that way already. Yeah, it really does. Yeah, it's like we're recording this early November, and yeah, I, 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 I kid you not. I, I think it was like two, three weeks ago. I went into Lowe's to pick up something and they already had the Christmas trees out three weeks ago. Like yeah. that's the they, earliest they have, I've ever seen that. They put Christmas stuff out before they put Halloween stuff out. Yeah. In Walmart here. Yeah. Like it's a consistent thing. And it's, it's disappointing because I mean, I, I, I love Halloween. Mm-hmm. I love Christmas, but it's hard to, separate them when one holiday is trying to take over another haha jack Mm. um (laughs) but yeah no it's hard when christmas tries to take over everything 
And yeah, it's like, no? I can't, I can't enjoy my Christmas when it finally comes about because it's just shoved in my face for so long. Mm-hmm. You've been so entrenched in the music, the holiday spirit, the Christmas is coming. You got the people at work who are like, okay, it's officially this many days till Christmas. And I'm like, Halloween. I have foul language to say to you right now. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> don't mm-hmm. talk to me that way. <laughs> but um, yeah, it it's. I think that it pulls away from the magic of Christmas with it being just always there. Yes. Because even the Hallmark Channel, Christmas movies, year round. It's all the time. Year round. Okay. So you're entrenched. Yeah. In Christmas. So. Yeah. Well, and yeah, and I saw on the Hallmark Channel too. It's like they were, uh, I think that was, uh, I I remember specifically because it was, it was, the same night that Jack that Jackbox launched, and I think it was October. Yeah, it was October thirteenth or fourteenth. They had already started Christmas music on Hallmark. It's like every year, it's just like it starts like earlier and earlier every year. And it was like, here's the thing: it's like I I'm willing to. Um, it's like I've accepted to at this point that it's like okay, people are going to celebrate Christmas um before Thanksgiving, even though I think that's kind of a travesty. Whatever, fine. Yeah. But before Halloween, even like, come on, like we've, we've gone a little too far now. I feel like, you know, like personally, it's going to eventually just bleed all the way back to the 4th of July. You're going to (laughs) yeah. After right? your explosion, like la 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 la. I mean, you la, already you know, <laughs> Mariah Carey never thaws. She just, she just she never freezes. She's always the thawed. I mean, I mean don't are... get me wrong. If you want to go back to the classics, I loved. You know, Christmas in July. Yes. Yeah. Old, I was just... old. I'm dating myself. The old cartoon. <laughs> mm. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I was gonna. Well, yeah, because that, 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 that was about yeah. what exactly what I was gonna say. It's like you already have Christmas in July, so it's like you're already don't 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 get them don't give them any more ideas do not give them any more ideas <laughs> slowly seeped in yeah. i when i was when i was working in retail the biggest trauma that i had was that every beginning of september every year i had to put out christmas stuff and every year no matter where i was some karen would come up and yell at me for putting out christmas stuff mhm I would be Karen. And then Karen, Karen would turn around and purchase Christmas stuff. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. And it's like, are you freaking kidding? You're the problem. This is it. Like, mm-hmm. you are the problem. The person purchasing stuff for Christmas in September is why retail stores are putting things out in September. I personally boycott hoping one day someone will catch the trend. And, you know, eventually we'll get Thanksgiving back to being, I hope, you know, holidays, holidays need to, holidays need to have their own holidays. Yeah. They all have their own purpose. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. And it's just going to overshadowed. Yeah. Agreed. Absolutely. Sorry to go off topic. No, 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 no. Yeah. That was, that was great. So, but, um, but I will say that we're, cause we're having this debate about, you know, like what, like should people be celebrating Christmas right about now? However, with this movie, because it's kind of more a celebration of all holidays, just with like a heavy focus on Christmas and Halloween. I personally believe that it like this, this is a movie that you can show anytime from Halloween till Christmas and it still fits. It's like, you know, that's why I kind of opted to talk about this movie after the Halloween period was over because because of how like universal it is. It's sort of like an in-between movie between the holiday period and the Christmas period, you know, I wouldn't, I don't know if I would qualify it as a Thanksgiving movie necessarily, 
but but it's like in the middle. I don't even you know? want to know where the travel between lands is for that one because I have a feeling it's an oven. <laughs> oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> I wouldn't even know how Thanksgiving would work unless it's a grocery store for Black Friday. I, I, you got me. I right. really don't know. <laughs> yeah, that would have been a fun one. Yeah, and even then, Black Friday is kind of a stupid like holiday because it's like all the retail. It's like a retailer holiday. It's not even a real holiday, and it's like I was about to say I don't even really include it as an official holiday. Oh no, the only the only time that it like comes through my mouth because I, I I boycott stores. I don't go to physical stores. I'll do online shopping for that, mm-hmm. but it's the weird weird holiday that our work decides to give us off. Mm. We have Thanksgiving and the day after Thanksgiving off. I think it's just because we're fat and we're tired and we don't want to <laughs> work. I really don't think it has anything to do with Black Friday. I think it's just because, you know, we like food. Yeah. yeah. We, we have to work on and almost every other holiday. So. We're more productive when we're starved than when we're stuffed. Yeah. Yeah. It's just coming off of that turkey coma. I mean, that turkey coma is real, though, man. Like, I. Yes. It's it that yeah, <laughs> it, it, it those really those is. Thursday those uh those naps right after Thanksgiving are the best. <laughs> uh, they're long. <laughs> yeah, they are very long. <laughs> so this movie, I want to talk about the fact that this movie is like you could tell it's a classic Disney movie that's kind of made for kids. You know, like it's. It's very much got like um themes that a that you know a kid can understand. Like the the movie is pretty simple, straightforward. Um the pacing is pretty fast. I will say the thing that really solidified that fact for me is that um I forget who it was, but there was a line where someone said like what the heck when normally a character in any other movie would probably say what the hell. <laughs> like that shows you how like it's even more censored down like just for the kids. Um, the fact that they're going that route, but I, I feel I still enjoyed it as an adult. Uh, I, you know, I, I really did enjoy this movie and I feel like it's sort of like, it's, it's like a nostalgic kind of thing. You know, it's like, it takes you back to when you're a kid almost, you know, like, what, what do you think about that? I, I think it does. So like when Halloween was, was spooky and scary. Not that Halloween's not spooky and scary still, because Halloween's what you make it. And mm-hmm. we always have great Halloweens because we have each other and our third friend who we mandate that Halloween is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, our other halves are not very fond, but yeah. we love it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, it brings that magic back of being like, yes, there was a simpler time when spooky trick-or-treating was was awesome and the the simplicity of Christmas as mm-hmm. a child it brings it back to it because as an adult the halloween's kind of you just go go buy candy for kids and maybe hand it out mm-hmm. or you just get caught up in the fact that christmas is all about black friday and shopping and having mm-hmm. to get presents for everyone and if you forget someone then you just ruin christmas yeah <laughs> so no i could agree with that um when it comes to the holidays it's very much a push 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 get done now um, and it, it has lost its sparkle for Christmas, you know, it's bond for Thanksgiving and then just joy from Halloween, because honestly, Halloween and the way I've always explained it was it's the one time of year that you can honestly, truly be whatever you want. Mm-hmm. If you want to be an astronaut knowing I'm too fat to fit in them suits and make 
all that stuff happened, I could still be an astronaut and you can kiss it. That's mm-hmm. just how this works. Yep. And mm-hmm. it gives those kids, expect for me, especially kids, I've always been horrible when it comes to that. They get that opportunity to really embrace what I want to be when I grow up. And just the the joy on their face of, I'm actually dressed up as a cop. Oh my God, I'm a ninja. Hasha. You know, mm-hmm. it is a thing, you know, and it's a lot of that is lost and it sucks. But mm-hmm. when it comes to this movie, even my teenagers, I have a 15, 16 and 17 year old and all of them just when they knew it was nightmare before Christmas night at home, because we watch movies on the weekends for Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, they all just sat quiet teenagers who are on their phone and always yelling are focused on a simple movie when you look at it yeah you know so oh that's it really great does bring it back yeah no that's great and well and <laughs> what what i will say though too is it's interesting because i was i was reading i had i was reading an article the other day and um and i'm so disappointed i missed out on this but I don't know if you heard that um, McDonald's was having this um, adult Happy Meal that one. they were selling. Oh, did I you get one. it? Did you get it? I did. I did purposely. My other half was so mad at me because the food was gross. It was horrible. Oh, of course. We never go to McDonald's. But I purposely went and I got the ghost. And I got it for Cameron to use. And I was so mad that I didn't bring it. That's amazing. <laughs> I wanted the pumpkin. But like for Halloween, like just bringing that up and I'm sorry to cut you off, but no, no, we were handing out the candy for Halloween. Cause we were split shifts this time. And I saw so, so many kids with their ghost, pails. with <laughs> those buckets in particular for McDonald's. I was like, your parents purposely went and got a kid's meal. They didn't even care about you. They wanted the bucket. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Cause there was so many kids. Yeah. So many kids. If I counted, it was in the hundreds. I yes. was like, Dude. It took me a minute. It took me a minute to place them because I'm like, why do all these kids have the oh oh it's from McDonald's? Mm-hmm. Like, I was mad that they're like half the size or seem they just seem so much smaller, but th- it was still wonderful. It's mm-hmm. on top of my shelf. Yeah. Well, and and what's what's interesting? <laughs> what was interesting about that article is that they talked about the fact that it was you know because because I because I related to it because I'm a millennial and so when I see uh, what I th- they were talking about the fact that. You know, marketers for whatever reason right now, like it's the thing right now for millennial and Gen X people like myself to basically um, <laughs> to basically market to us as like market nostalgia to us. Like you, there's it's, a lot yeah, of. No, it's 100- yeah, go it's ahead. 100 percent marketing to nostalgia. And I will say right here, the shirt that I'm wearing is literally marketed towards nostalgia. The pillows that we have, because they're mm-hmm. Jack pillows, are marketed towards nostalgia. So much of the Nightmare Before Christmas merch is sold to mm-hmm. what are we, mid... We're, we're grown millennials. We're not young millennials. We're not elderly millennials. But, you know, grown millennials to just be like, hey, you remember this movie that shows a simpler time. Mm-hmm. Get all the merch. Yeah, <laughs> you know, right. Like, yeah. People, yeah. Our parents, when it came to... Oh, what the heck was that movie with the BB gun? I can never remember it. Uh, Christmas Story. Yeah, that mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Where every parent had to have the leg lamp. And I'm just like, it's hideous. Why? Kent, Kent has one. Oh, go figure. <laughs> go figure. <laughs> our, I mean, are you literally surprised? Our, 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 resident, our resident Gen Z, or yes. uh, Gen X, has, has the Christmas leg. 
Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. I, and Why? I will, yeah. That those pillows that you got on the video. I'm telling you right now, audio listeners, if you have not, if you're not watching the video right now of these like pillows, they're absolutely amazing. Uh, just yeah. check out also, the video just for see, that. Can you see it in the background? We have. Oh yeah, the like the little pillow sheet. Yeah, look at that. Yeah. <laughs> it's even got like the little. Uh, yeah. Got the little moon. There you go. It's not a blanket. It's actually a a photo uh, thing. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Photo backdrop. Oh man, that's amazing. But uh, but I was thinking back. It's a flag. Yeah, yeah. But what I was thinking about it is, it's like I I think what it is is the fact that you know, like you said, like this. Let's face it, the current climate in this world kind of sucks right now, and I feel like people are just kind of like trying to bring the nostalgia back because people want to go back to a simpler time. I, I, I could tell you personally that sometimes I will go back in my adulthood. Like I I've done this like as recently as like a couple months ago, like sometimes I'll just go back and watch some old kid shows from my childhood. And I, and there's, it's hard to explain, but there's just something about it that just kind of takes you back to where you were. Like maybe it was that Saturday morning cartoon you used to watch or you were on vacation at a hotel and the TV was on like, like I'm, I'm the SpongeBob generation. So I love me some SpongeBob episodes. There's a lot of PBS shows <laughs> I grew up on uh, And uh, you know, and of course I grew up in a Christian household. So piles and piles of VeggieTales VHS tapes are in my parents' house. It is, it's unbelievably high and it's, <laughs> it's it's crazy. <laughs> Sorry, Kim was laughing at your VeggieTales. <laughs> oh no, it's that's it's fine. I never understood VeggieTales, but it's, it's yeah, it's fine. It's it's a difference, like because I I didn't know VeggieTales was a thing until I was older. Like I was yeah. in high school, um, but maybe that was when it started coming out. I don't I don't know, but I don't know. I mm-hmm. had to show it to Cameron, and Cameron was like, "No, yeah, her baby, her baby was just like, yeah, no, not for me. Yeah, yeah, um, no, it's, yeah, it's not for everyone. It's it, it like that's the thing too. Absolutely- it's kind of had like." It's kind of has like this, like, you know, Christian, like it, it's a very much a Christian like story with like sort of pop culture references kind of spliced in occasionally, too. So yeah. I don't know. I it's mean, like Bible study with cartoon, right? Like, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I think yeah. they call I, they used to call it um, Sunday morning values, Saturday morning fun. Like that was kind of their slogan for a while. And so that, yeah, it's very much like that. Yeah. Bible study, but with like a fun twist on it, I guess. Yeah, I mean, no, no shame to any of that because oh yeah, has, you know, you gotta, you gotta put out your message. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. but, but but I yeah, like going going back to what you were saying with the, you got to get your your Saturday morning fix and go back and rewatch those cartoons. And it's like, oh yeah, anytime I see like the original, um, uh, Hanna Barbera Scooby Doo's. Mm. like that just hits so hard in my oh heart. yeah it's like oh my god scoop <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely that, a different feeling <laughs> yeah well it, 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 and it's weird like it's like it's it's kind of a feeling I, I i i can't really describe it that well it's like it's one of those things you have to experience it in order to understand what that feeling is like because it's just like you feel all warm and fuzzy inside when you're watching it and everything like it's just it takes you back you know and it can be, it can even be the stupidest of stupid TV shows that you watched mm-hmm. as a kid, but it still hits you. And you're just like, oh, I remember, I remember back in fourth grade, I got so angry that I couldn't watch cartoons one day. <laughs> like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, 
And of course I have kids. So for me, it's watching them do the same things I did. Because I literally have a picture of my daughter watching Darkwing Duck in the same positions that I was sitting in when I watched Darkwing Duck. And I was like, wow. Catch that on camera. Catch it on camera. It didn't happen. I mean, yeah. I mean, of course, yeah, it was, the, it was, yeah. Logical next step is to put them side by side at that point, you know? <laughs> I didn't have a photo. I just know how I oh, sat. Oh, man. My parents didn't catch one of those. That would have been cool. That mm, would have been really cool. But yeah. They didn't, no, they didn't catch that. <laughs> That'd be a classic throwback Thursday picture right there, you know? It's like you put the two together like that. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so, but the night. Oh yeah, but 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 the Nightmare Before Christmas story, you know, like I said, it's a very simple story. The pacing is very very fast, um, and it it actually comes in at just above an hour long, which I think puts this movie as the shortest movie we've covered on Cinemavention thus far. And of course, there's a very big reason for that, and that was all of the stop motion animation uh, that took place, which is not easy to produce. It is timely. Um, and and uh, and and your friend and mine, uh, uh, Jackie Hearn, uh, she is kind of like a um, a little animator in her own right, and she has a lot of experience in this space. And so she was actually giving us a lot of information about like the techniques that they were doing while watching this movie, um, and it's actually really cool. Um, uh, that's on the uh, watch party. If you support over at Patreon.com/slash/WScottIs1, you will get that. Um, and I highly encourage you to uh, to listen to the watch party for this one because, yeah, Jackie goes into a lot more detail about that. Oh, yeah. If Jackie hopped on and started talking about this, like, yeah, she's a master, master mm-hmm. animator and loves her craft. So, Absolutely. I mean, I don't know her personally, but I have watched her. Yeah. And I'm like, I can only imagine how like passionate she got about it so yeah uh, that's exciting yeah absolutely it's interesting you said that this was the shortest movie or one of the shortest movies that we're covering on cinema invention because i think this is probably the longest movie in production yes because it yeah. took them over two years to film yeah and animate yeah that movie. does not surprise me <laughs> yeah yeah and it's like yeah it, and you would think it's like it, it took two years for an um for an hour and you know some odd minute movie like yeah yeah, like that that stuff takes a while like Mm -hmm. i i know people who have uh, put stuff like that together and it's like an eight minute video takes them like a month to do like it's yeah so i can only imagine the time that it took to perfectly get this movie right um crazy dedication yeah one of the things that I, uh, I I made this little joke uh, during the watch party because Jack like eats the snow uh, off the ground in Christmas Town at one point, and I mentioned you know it's like as long as you don't eat the yellow snow you'll be fine uh, even though the snow is probably styrofoam <laughs> in this world <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> um, I mean I don't think they would ever have yellow snow in Christmas Town. Yeah, because there's never any peace around Christmas. Yeah, yeah, Jim. probably. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you mentioned the soundtrack earlier. Like, and, and the thing is, I had heard the song "This Is Halloween" for many years before I even watched this movie. Like, it's it's such a catchy tune to play around the Halloween season. And um, it wasn't until I started watching the movie that you know I quickly realized that this was a musical. And I think I'm just kind of a wait, 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 wait. You didn't know that going into the movie? No, I didn't know that. I knew about this is Halloween, but I had no idea it was no. a musical. As soon as I started hearing the second song, I was like, 
oh, this is a musical. <laughs> oh, poor Willie. I'm sorry that you didn't realize that, but I'm so happy that yeah. that happened. For you. I mean, honestly, here's the thing. I'm not mad though, because I think I'm I think I'm starting to realize I'm kind of a sucker for musicals. Because I re- I loved oh. Grease. I loved the Rocky Horror Picture Show soundtracks. Mm-hmm. Like those soundtracks are so iconic. And I and I yeah. love this soundtrack too, man. Um, Good. Well, I'm glad. Yeah, and 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 without even realizing it, I had been listening to the beginning of Nightmare Before Christmas for years. <laughs> yeah, and it's been redone so many different ways. And, and it, Marilyn Manson pushed out a, oh, wow. a remix of it, and it's 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 gorgeous. Oh, I have to listen to this now. <laughs> I yeah, actually watched a female duet do yeah. it, and I was like, I love it. Yep. I just I love it. Yeah, it's, it's catchy. It's great. It's it's definitely not. It can go kind of kind of a little bit for an upper beat mm-hmm. sort of feeling, but a lot of the time it is just that lower mellow. Ugh, and it's great. Oh, <laughs> I yeah. I've got I've got some I've got some covers to look up then after this episode. Man. Yes, you do. <laughs> Halloween and um, uh, oogies. Yeah, yeah the Oogie Boogie song. Like, yeah. Those mm-hmm. those are the best two covered songs from Nightmare. Mm, mm-hmm. Fair enough. I yeah, no, this this is a great soundtrack. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, but speaking on the characters though, like I I I loved all the characters. Like I really did love them all. Like I thought it was hilarious that the mayor was too, was literally two-faced. Like that 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 just was so funny to me. I don't know why. <laughs> But um, and it wasn't even the fact like it wasn't even for vi- like a visual bit like he was actually like he had like two personalities on his uh, like and it would switch between them based on his emotion. It, it, it was great. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, he's just an elected politician. He can't make, you know, decisions for himself. So <laughs> he's got to he's got to be sad and cranky or just happy dory. Yeah, true. And that's yeah. He went to Jack for what to do next. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of Jack, yeah, Jack is like, I I feel like he was the right amount of charming, but also scary, in my opinion. You know, it's like it was it was like a good, healthy balance. Um, One of my favorite parts, though, too, is that band that played on the streets, Uh, like every time you'd pass by them. I thought it was I thought it was just going to be the way they just do it for the Halloween celebration. But then every time like the characters would walk past, I'm like, oh, this is a recurring bit. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) No, I I love I love them too. Like it's it just adds more to it. It's just like oh yes, mm-hmm. this works. Yeah, and of course, like Jack's dog. Of course, Jack's dog is a ghost, right? It has zero. to be right. <laughs> and like I love zero. <laughs> yeah, zero man. Yeah, and I I noticed the red nose on on him like way early on in the episode, and I was like, or in the movie, I was like, I had a feeling that that was going to have some significance later, and sure enough, you know, the dog got to play yeah. the part of Rudolph. So I was like, ah, uh, yep, that's where the red nose in. comes in. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. And the um, the the bathtub with legs and feet too was also great for me. It's like it can walk too. Like it's, it, I I feel Honestly, I feel like that's what those tubs look like to me. Yeah, right. I have a tub. She has just one. like that. She has one. <laughs> really? Yeah, with like the yeah. It, <laughs> it, it, it the almost and they're called clawfoot tubs. Like yeah, they I feel, just work. I feel like I would get paranoid. Like it's like I know it's never gonna happen, but I feel like I would just get paranoid. It's like one of these days, it's just gonna get, get gonna get up and crawl on out of here, <laughs> right? Like. <laughs> 
that's unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, I haven't, I haven't used mine yet, so I don't know. We'll see what kind of paranoia pops in when I, <laughs> when I finally use it. Fair enough. Uh, there are two characters, though, in particular that really kind of stood out to, to. There was one that stood out to me, and one that stood out to you guys. And uh, I and and I'm, I'll talk about. I want to talk about the one because. You had mentioned in the doc, I saw in the notes, you wanted to talk about one character in particular, Sally. And <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if I relate to Sally as much now because I'm so jaded, but 10 or 11 year old Willie would absolutely probably relate to Sally so much of trying to, you know, be the good kid, I guess, and trying to make sure everything was right. It's like. It's like you had that dandelion that turned into a Christmas tree and then proceeded to go up into flames, which is like, <laughs> which is like, wow. <laughs> Talk about, uh, I, I guess Halloween Town will not be having any of this Christmas business. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, Sally, Sally's interesting because I, I, I've said this, like Sally, I had like, as you just said, it was like 10, 11 year old Willie, you know, 10, 11 year old stuff had no problem with Sally and there was nothing wrong with any of her actions. And there was, I know you're about to burst. Just, I'm waiting my turn. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm waiting my turn. Um, but there was nothing wrong as a kid, as an adult, it makes me pause and see like, okay, this is not what I thought it was such as like, it's not a love story. It's not really like, we're not seeing enough for the whole story to come through. And Sally's just kind of an odd character for being dropped off where she is and then proceeds to do what she does. And I'm going to let Kim continue with that. Cause she's about to bust. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So there are a lot of people. <laughs> okay. That um, think Sally's the greatest and that, oh my God, this is so great. It's just, it's not. Okay. Let's (laughs) squash this right now. Okay. It's not. When you look at a movie and you see the characters and the way everything is supposed to play out, there's a purpose. There's a reason. There wasn't any love there that was her stalking Jack and Jack just kind of being there and finally going, oh, a pretty lady at the end. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Her part in the story in between both of those parts was, hey, make me some clothes. And I'm going to help Santa Claus, <laughs> but I'm not really helping Santa Claus. I'm kind of like just distracting and delaying for a couple of minutes. So Jack can save the day. There's no purpose to her. Her There was no real genuine purpose for her in the story. Anybody could have filled that role. Zero could have done that role. There's no purpose for her besides there's mm. a female character. Let's make it even. He needs a woman in his life. No, he doesn't. <laughs> mm. Jack gets this all on his own. Yeah. Tagalongs. I, it, like, I am not a fan, have never been a fan. It, it, it's it, Well, and it's interesting, too, because, like, yeah, it, it did feel a little weird with, like, um, Jack and Sally's sort of relationship, right? Like, I, I don't know. Like, it, it, it felt a little weird to me, too, because it's like, I I don't know, something about it. I just didn't expect Disney to to go that the route that they did with those characters. Like, I, I, I don't know why. I, I don't know why I expected less, though, because to be honest, that's kind of Disney's whole thing is like, you know, fairy tale love stories well, where the two main characters story, get, to yeah. be- get together, right? Love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kim, Kim doesn't feel the love. love. She, I, mm. I feel, I feel the, the poisoning of my parents because her creator yes. to get away from my situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I mean, that's that's about all I got for you. I mean, as, yeah, <laughs> as 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 an adult looking looking back at Sally, like she. I mean, in Halloween Town, who knows if we can actually poison and kill people, but Deadly Nightshade, she keeps giving yeah. him things that knock him out, put him to sleep, so that she can just wander off and do her things. That Even in the movie, they, they mentioned, like, this is, the fo- this is the third time that you've spiked my drink, and it's like, yo! Yeah, and but, then he, and then, but also like, he's kind I mean, of... Is, is I, it, there a, the, there's a condition for that. The heck is it? I had it in my head, and then I wanted to say it, and it wasn't there. But it's basically where your kidnapper keeps you, and then all of a sudden they're the good guy when they're not the good guy. Oh, um, yeah. Uh oh. Yeah, I will give her that one. She's fighting that. She's fighting Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, yeah. It's it's weird, right? Yeah, because like, because yeah, at the same time, because I was gonna bring that up. It's like you're talking about how it's like so messed up that it's like Sally is like, yeah, basically spiking his drink but also at the same time yeah he's basically holding her holding her prisoner basically yeah as um, as his slave that he she has to yeah. cook and clean for and and do everything so i mean i i always yeah had a problem with that that she's she was doing that yeah. so i never i never ever thought that like the love story was forced because i always just assumed that like something happened before that we're not seeing yeah so that's what i thought yeah, but and it it's wasn't like, like magical. Like Jack turned and he's like, "Oh, the only woman who I can screw." Like that's never what I thought. Wow. But yeah. it's, I guess I'm just jaded. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. As a kid, I never saw the love story. I really didn't. Yeah. It wasn't. Well, I, and they didn't hang yeah. out. The only time he made eye contact with her was when he asked her to sew his outfit. Yes. Right. That's it. And then he said, "Thank you for making me food." That's yeah. it. Yes. Other than that, You're not where wrong. where is and I mean as a uh, I don't know. I'm just not the same as other people. I don't look for the fluffy stuff. <laughs> just, mm-hmm. No, that's <laughs> that's that's, that's alright. Even as a kid, I didn't I didn't see that. I yeah. never did. Well, and and I so and, I've and, always and, been against her. Yeah, I will say to that point though is that um it wasn't until like it wasn't until like Sally basically sang the song that like basically kind of affirmed that it, like to me it's like I had a suspicion throughout like the movie but I didn't want to like I didn't want to say anything right away because I I didn't want to assume that that's where the story was ending up because like let's be mm-hmm. honest it's kind of an old like story trope at this point so I was trying to give yeah. it like the benefit of the doubt it's like okay and maybe they're just really good friends or something like I didn't want to assume that right away but then when she flat out sings it in a song, I'm like, oh, well, there, well, there it is right there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. so, I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting. And it's always one of those things. Like I, I do, tr- I do cringe when I see people like over, oh, giving Sally too much credit. Mm. That it's just like, you know, this is awkward. It's weird. Um, okay, cool guys. But like, I'm not, I'm not as. Not as jaded as Kim <laughs> or cynical, saying like she has no purpose. I've slowly corrupted her and she's coming more and more to my side. My mm. cookies are very good. Okay? <laughs> she's yeah. got a great come to the dark side. <laughs> yes. I, I did I did think though it was kind of funny. It was a little slip slapstick though at times about how her arms and legs just kept falling off of her body and she kept having to sew them back together. Like I thought that was I mean, kind of funny. I, I do I do love the scene where where she, you know, distracts Oogie for a while and she's got the leg and he's like, hey, baby. Okay, oh, that was yeah. Funny. 
That's funny. It is. Yeah. I it, it, can feeling this woman up. This is awesome. Yeah, like can can we talk about that for a second? Because that that was something that I noticed too. Like it was like speaking of messed up, like because that was the character I was gonna focus in on was the boogeyman. Because can we just say it? Like the boogeyman's kind of a creep, right? Like he's he kind of is, right? Yeah. So, I mean, Oogie, Oogie Boogie, I think, is probably the truest character to, like, the thought of if you, if he is the epitome of nightmares in, in, in Halloween. Yeah. So, like, he, he's this, this creepy man who, you know, has his vices of gambling and, and sin and, like, a Vegas style kind of thing. Yeah. With a, with a New Orleans flair, I think, is kind of what it boils down to. But, like, he is just a, He's a burlap sack with a bunch of bugs. Yeah. Well, because because you <laughs> mentioned the here. Yeah, because you mentioned the whole like leg dangling thing. And he's doing this like creepy little like smile when he sees it. I'm just like when I saw <laughs> that part, I was like, oh geez, that th- that did not age well at all. Like, yeah. like I, I mean, but back in the day, would you have taken as much offense to it or been as like Yeah. Turned away from it. Yeah, turned away from it. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah, yeah, quite as Mm -hmm. I guess sensitive Mm -hmm. to that sort of situation. You know, so that at that thinking of the time frame in which it's made, and I do that a lot because my teenagers are like, "This looks horrible," and I'm like, "Dude, this was cutting edge." Yeah, okay, Mm -hmm. back off me. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure there's a few times we'll looking back at these movies, old older movies that you're watching. You're just like, "Yeah, about that CG." Yeah, well, and I mean, there's there. I mean, there's there's also moments where people are just straight up like you know dropping f slurs and stuff, and and you just look, and you hear that. Yeah. Like I watch those moments, I'm just like, ooh, ugh. oh yeah, they they make everyone cringe now. That is just yeah. Like, why did we do that? Yeah, but yeah, no, Uki, Uki. I do have to say though, I still stand by Uki's one of my favorite characters in, okay. in the whole film. That it's just mm. like he. He's so true to himself. He doesn't have like that journey epiphany that, you know, Jack does where he just literally ends up back at the same place he was to realize like, hey, you had it good. Don't take over other people's holidays. Yeah. Oogie's just like, yep, I'm always going to be the badass that nobody wants to be around. But I I will. It did feel a little weird, though, that um, because in the beginning, um, like that sort of Jack's thing is like, okay, yeah, kidnap Santa Claus. Bring him to the boogeyman, and and then he. No, 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 no. So go oh. kidnap Sandy Claus. Bring him to me. Yeah, they he they he specifically told Lock, Shock, and Barrel, leave Oogie Boogie out of this. Oh, Lock, Shock, and Barrel, being the mischievous little people that they are, took them exactly mm. where mommy and daddy told them not to go. Got it. Yeah. Okay. That makes way more sense now. <laughs> so right. Yeah. He wasn't supposed to be involved. Because I, because I, yeah, because I, I, I did, because that felt weird to me that, like, you know, that Jack was fighting him at the end. But yeah, that makes total sense now that you say that because, yeah, the, yeah, of course they would, like, Jack would want to take care of that. Yeah. And it's like, because the boogeyman almost kind of feels like, I don't know. It's like, yeah, he's just kind of in exile, you know, like that's sort of, mm-hmm. I guess, the best way to describe him, right? I think he's the scary. I think he's supposed to be like the scariest part of Halloween. Yes. Right. Yeah. And yeah. And, and again, this is a kids movie, right? So like, yeah. So that yeah, he's obviously the scary person in this story because again, it's a kids movie, right? So you know, yeah. so keep that in mind. Uh, 
but um <laughs> but um i i, I do want to um let me see here uh yeah i i do want to go back to sally's kidnapper for a second because he kind of he kind of reminds me of like a wannabe um a wannabe frankenstein almost yeah, like is yeah. that kind of the vibe i'm that you What's get from that doctor i don't even know uh, you say doctor and the first thing that comes to my head is strange and i know that's wrong <laughs> um doctor I, I believe it's finkelstein finkelstein so yeah, yeah i mean like they obviously they're playing off of frankenstein with building of the bodies oh uh, yeah and uh mm-hmm. getting that together and especially when he builds his um new wife at the end yeah, yeah who looks just as duck face as he does well it's his skull Mm-hmm. It's yeah. He takes his own skull and makes his own wife. Like, okay. <laughs> oh, I, girl, I didn't even notice that. What? Locke's play. Locke is played by um, Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> oh, what? Really? Yeah, for real. The voice of Locke is uh, Pee Wee Herman. I had no idea. I just that just. <laughs> oh wow! I don't know. I I haven't stocked them on IMDb. And yeah, like this is this is probably one of the movies <laughs> that it's like I I know so much about this movie, but I don't dive into the actors or the people behind it. That mm-hmm. it's just like I enjoy the movie for who it is, for what it is. I don't dissect mm-hmm. it. Yes, you know. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I to be fair, I do kind of tend to dissect things, maybe perhaps a little too much on this show, but that's yeah. the point. <laughs> the show yeah yeah so right we're having mm-hmm. conversations and you blindside us and we're like uh what yeah yeah <laughs> I, I another moment in this uh, uh, that i thought was like super creepy I, he, so I, another moment th- thing that didn't really age well is jack is like exploring the world of christmas at one point right like he's in his little song and dance thing he's checking out all the shops and everything and then he just <laughs> waltzes into a child's bedroom while they're sleeping and he's like, he's like making these like comments, like all like all the kids are like, you know, sleeping very fine and all this. I'm like, I, that was that was very off putting to me. I'm like, if this were any other scenario, like Jack is getting hauled away by the cops at this point, right? Like, yeah, I. <laughs> I do believe that Jack went in and gave that little L for that little kid his very first nightmare. And probably the only nightmare that has happened in Christmas Town at that point. Probably. <laughs> yeah, no, that kid is scarred for life. I, I guarantee it, right? <laughs> well, so is Santa. Like, come on. <laughs> he almost yeah. died. Yeah, I true. I don't know. Santa seemed to be like, I've seen some stuff in my life. Like, so you never know. Mm-hmm. You know? Because he did, he did walk away kind of easily, being like, "Yeah, I'm Santa. I can save Christmas, and it's <laughs> fine, guys. Yeah, <laughs> you stay in your lane. I'll stay in mine." And then he comes back and gives them all gifts at the end. That it's like, "Oh, yeah. Santa really is like the good saint of this whole thing." <laughs> yeah, that was a little like I don't know. That felt a little out of place too. Yeah, because it was like he got, he just got done berating them. It's like stay in your own holiday. I don't know. Maybe he had a change of heart and decided to bring the snow over, I guess. I don't know. But, um, but yeah, so I, I guess I could see it from I that standpoint. I think it was mm. I really do. It was strategic. He wanted to keep Jack in his space <laughs> and away from his. So it gives him a gift to keep him in He's his He's like, mm. let me bring a little bit of Christmas to you so you say the hell out of Christmas. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, uh, so I think he was smart about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did it. I did enjoy that presentation that Jack gave describing um, Christmas Town to the town of Halloween. It's like this PowerPoint presentation combined with like a dance number and this like 
theater that's like you know this is definitely the one theater in town that all the productions take place at you know <laughs> yeah and uh that that was amazing so they test out all their halloween magic mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. so i want to i want to close this episode uh by talking about uh this article that i stumbled upon i was i was doing research for this show and I, I saw this article come out from av club and it i, I it came out just this week i think it came out um either monday Monday. yeah i think it was monday like when it came out like this just this past monday when we're recording this and the director of this movie henry Selleck, uh kind of talks about um the uh talks about his sort of career and so av club is sort of kind of giving like a little interview and one of the things that this article talks about how uh, it talks about how henry feels like he's often been overshadowed by the likes of Tim Burton and others that have and his other projects. And um, and it's like not that his contributions have been minimized, but other folks often receive the lion's share of the credit for the success of his films. And then and because and 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 they specifically mentioned that the title of the movie is technically Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas. And apparently that wasn't even the case. Uh, it was uh, it, it got changed to that name like t- Tim Burton got his name in front of it three weeks before the film came out. And uh, I, I don't That's know. That's interesting because I know that my understanding is Tim Burton wrote the poem mm-hmm. that this movie eventually grew into and was scripted. Um, so Tim Burton, I thought, was the original like thought creator of yeah. So of Nightmare Before Christmas. So it kind of makes sense to me that his name would be on there. Yeah. Like John Carpenter's Halloween, that it's like John Carpenter wrote Halloween and that's his story. So right. that's what I always thought. And on and I yeah, I was I was older until I realized that Tim Burton didn't actually direct this film. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't he did, but just not he wasn't a huge portion of it. But there were so many because of how much goes into animation like this. You can't be the sole person that does everything. So it has to be kind of dispersed. But because, like you said, it's kind of based off of his thing. It's still his baby. He may not have been the one to strictly direct it, but he had a lot of playing parts in multiple areas of the movie. Maybe not so much in just directing, but in the whole process. He was everywhere. Yeah. He was, mm-hmm. It wasn't like, he was like, I'm here. I'm out. Yeah, he was you know, he's not your standard he, producer. <laughs> he, yeah, he was he was in it for and and not just the directing. He was a part of everything. Mm-hmm. His hands were everywhere. Yeah. So, yeah, because I mean, it's it, yeah, cuz that's weird then too because yeah, cuz he, he it mentioned in the article it's like he had to shut down rumors that it that you know, Tim Burton was the one who directed it and that he was actually the one that directed it. And um, and here's here's the quote that he uh, that he said. He said, I always thought his story was perfect and he designed the main characters. But it was really me, um, uh, uh, Selleck, uh, who, um, yeah, who designed the main character. Or it was him and his team of people who brought 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 it to life. And then he later goes on to say that he really, truly likes to collaborate but he felt like he was the leading he was leading the team to make the movie happen. So but then like like you said, yeah, the the whole Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas is like yeah, that's like kind of his story to begin with. So I don't know, like does it, it feel is, like it misplaced almost? Yeah. 
it's it's unfortunate that like some of his greatest works he's overshadowed by yeah by the producer or by by the the author um like Coraline um when that movie came out on DVD like it specifically said on the title um by the director who brought you Nightmare Before Christmas and that confused a lot of people because they're like oh Coraline it's Tim Burton it's like no Tim Burton did not direct Coraline or uh, uh Nightmare so it's it's I can see both ways that it's like it's really unfortunate that this really great director um of animated films gets so shadowed um or thrown to the shadows in light of Tim Burton who's gone on and done iconic things that are just so ingrained into pop culture and cult culture mm-hmm. so it's hard i could see the, why he would be upset about that yeah but at the same time think of it like twilight does anybody really pay attention to who directed it they pay attention to who wrote the book yeah so mm-hmm. even if he would have gotten the credit where would it have gone it may not it may not still turn out the way that he was hoping and have as mm-hmm. much publicity as tim burton does Tim Burton has his publicity from more than just Nightmare. Yes. Nightmare is known because it's cartoon. Yep. Everything else he's done is non-cartoon. A corpse bride. Yeah. Don't even get me started on that one. Frank and Winnie. <laughs> <laughs> We're Fair. not discussing those movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll that'll be for another episode. Um but yeah, I'm I don't know. It's 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 weird. I I guess I don't know. I, I I could under I could relate to that. I I suppose. I mean, I do feel like it's a little bit out of place because of the fact that it was originally written by Tim Burton. So it's like, I don't know. I don't know what else. Like, I don't know what else he would want to be like. I mean, because he's credited in the movie, and it's it's like, I don't know what else he could have other other than maybe just dropping Tim Burton from the title, like Tim Burton's from the title. Like, I'm not sure what else you could do other than that, right? Because, yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, I, he, he produced such a great film that stands on its own. And yeah. he, it drove him into further furthering his career and being able to work with great um, producers and great authors and, right. and provide more. So I, he is one of those, like, unsung Hollywood heroes, mm-hmm. I think, that, like, everyone knows his work. But nobody knows his name really, so maybe that's he just wants his name out there. Yeah, and that's my yeah, which yeah. makes sense. It, it, right. Everybody wants their their credit, especially the type of work takes a lot of work, mm-hmm. so it, it completely makes sense that he yeah. would want to be recognized. Yeah, it does. Yeah, now, absolutely. Does it fuck that he waited this long. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like now he's coming back, throwing a temper tantrum. Eh, me too. Yeah, that, yeah. See, <laughs> that, I think that's the problem I have with it. Right? Is that like, yeah, it just, it just like this movie came out in '93, and he's just now make, making a big stink about it. Like, um, nearly, uh, nearly yeah, thirty years like, later. Look at how much money it's made. Look at how far it's come. Right now, I want to be noticed for it. Oh, yeah right when it was still kind of in the rocks yeah. right because yeah because yeah, because his set his sentiment i totally agree with like and in fact i have actually kind of felt that way sometimes with some of the work that i have done as well too so so i'm not blaming him for having this opinion for sure but it does mm-hmm. feel a little out of place that it's been this long and he just now is having a problem with it you know it make it makes me wonder if they're doing something for the 30th anniversary 
Mm, maybe i think that's what's going on because next year will be the 30th anniversary yeah i mean disney's prone to doing stuff not to mention it's like you like that's sort of the thing now is like have a reunion special about like Mm -hmm. your amazing project that everyone loves and like yeah uh, disney plus i can totally see disney putting out like a 30-year celebration where they go back and interview everyone again and yeah I mean, because especially, and, and I feel like it was, it's probably warranted too, because, um, because we were talking about how this was a stop motion animation film and it's like, it was, this was really kind of the first of its kind, really, you know? And, um, so it, it was groundbreaking, for, for breaking from that standpoint. For film, yeah, because that wasn't, mm-hmm. I mean, you had a lot of the Christmas shorts um, right. that were, that were claymation stop motion, yeah. but when it comes to like an hour plus film, like, mm-hmm. yeah, you, that wasn't very common. Yeah, absolutely. So I think this is a good place to wrap up this episode. And as we always do, I'd like I like to give um, everyone a chance to give their final rating of this movie. Uh, Kim, we'll start with you first. Uh, our, our scale is thumbs up, thumbs down. What do you think? Thank you for making that easy for me. <laughs> if I had to go on any levels here, it gets complicated and muddy, but I love the movie, so I definitely give it a thumbs up. It's a family favorite that's a repeat that, honestly, I can't wait for Cameron to be old enough to really experience with the rest of us. So. Yes. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be exciting. Yeah, that's going to be the great. Thought of your, the thought of your baby watching this movie and loving it, like that, that makes me just warm and fuzzy. And so. mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. Uh, what about you, Steph? Oh yeah, thumbs up across the board. Like mm-hmm. this movie has is so rewatchable and so catching for everyone that it's mm-hmm. how could you not like it? Right. Situation. Yeah. And 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 Disney movies all kind of I feel like share that trait too of like just you know every every it, it yes the main target is kids but but adults can still enjoy them too and that's what's great about it. Yeah. Um, absolutely yeah as far as my rating i think i'm going to give it a thumbs up as well like i mentioned it's like every once in a while you do kind of need like a, a nice little wholesome movie like this one to watch and and this was definitely one of them i liked it it was so much fun the story was simple they weren't going crazy with it um and uh yeah overall i just yeah it, it, it's a it's a fun little holiday movie to uh, to get together and to, uh, you know, just sort of bring all the feels out, you know, <laughs> and and we all, we could all use that in this day and age, I feel like, you know, <laughs> but uh, but uh, thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much to you, too, for uh, joining me for this episode. This is such a great conversation. Um, uh, let the folks know if they if they if you have anything specifically you want to direct them to. Uh, this will be the time. Uh, we'll start with Steph first this time. Uh, what do you got? Yeah. So, I mean, you can catch me on Twitter uh, at Sassian, S-A-S-C-I-E-N-N-E. Um, way long ago, I used to be on Twitch. Um, so maybe I'll I'll wander back there again. Mm-hmm. But you can mostly find me at ritualmisery.com. Yeah, and the streamathon is uh, coming up. So, uh, yeah, and uh, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta lock myself in this closet and finish those graphics for mm-hmm. you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, that that's that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be fun. It is uh, very close. So, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Kim, do you have anything that you want you want to promote? Not really. I'm not the huge into the 
Yeah. I don't mind participating. Oh, of I course. Am, I'm not a leader when it comes to this stuff and all the more power to you guys. And <laughs> definitely follow my girl here mm-hmm. and her man down there at ritualmisery.com. And mm-hmm. I mean, you guys want to find me? I'm usually here. Yeah. And if nothing else, I feel like the <laughs> listeners and the viewers at least have a have a, fa- a voice and a face to put to the uh, if you ever see Wonder Mom in the chat. Now, you know, yeah, I so. do poke and prod the boys a lot. Yeah, so <laughs> it's mandatory. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah you no. you have to with those <laughs> two. Right. Like you have to. Right. Yes, <laughs> I do have a lot of fun with that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, it, uh, th- thank you so much again. Uh, this was so much fun. And uh, and well, this is so, this is thank great. Thank you, Will, for having us and, and suggesting that we both do this because like, oh, man, you, you would have uh, had a great conversation with just one of us. Um, but having, oh, man, that, yeah, it, don't take the credit from yourselves. You say that I suggested it. No, it was you. It was you two came together and told me you wanted to do this. So and and thank you yeah, so much. This I, was great. I appreciate the opportunity. It's been fun. It's nice because I don't typically get to kind of debate the topic. Yeah, we don't. So we don't really get touchy feely about like the the little nitpicky yeah. things. <laughs> My other half has heard it a million times. I don't like her, and he gets it. He doesn't like it because anytime he tries to buy me something, she's on it, and I'm like, mm. <laughs> so we're talking. We're talking about Sally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So- <laughs> yeah. So you know, yeah. But- now now I know if there we if we if we get Kim anything, make sure Sally is not in it. Now I know. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Good good to know. Good to know. <laughs> But uh, but this is fun. Uh, if you w- uh, I do a watch party for each of these movies that we review on this show. If you want to watch the movie uh, with myself and fellow listeners, I do a watch party for each of these movies over at discord.cinemavention.com. We always get together and watch the movies, and it's always such a fun time. But if you can't catch it live, um, like I mentioned before, um, patrons get exclusive on-demand access to all the watch parties we do. Thank you to everybody who supports over at patreon.com slash is one. Don't forget that I am live twice a week playing games with the community on my Twitch. That's over at twitch.tv slash is one. If you have any thoughts about the movie we discussed today, send in your feedback. The email address to send it to is email at cinemavention.com and visit the website to see all the previous movies we've covered on this show. Cinemavention.com is the address. And make sure you go check out that subscribe link because it always helps if you can subscribe to this podcast on whatever podcast platform you use and leave a five-star review if you enjoy the show. It really helps other people find it, and I greatly appreciate it. Uh, Thank you to Kevin McLeod for providing us um, the music for this show over at Incompetech.com. And we will be back next week to discuss the movie Idiocracy with Brian Coford. The uh, the elections are are fast approaching, and I th- and I feel God, like this is a great like... movie to cover for this. So it's the perfect movie. Yes, it is. It's no longer a movie; it's a documentary. It's a documentary. <laughs> yeah, documentary. that's that's what everyone else was saying. Yeah, yeah. We'll uh, we'll have lots to say about that next week. It's gonna be a fun episode. Thank you, everybody, Sorry. for listening. And until next time, we will see you on the next episode. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>